This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into the Hoist the Colors podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Igo, and we are talking East Carolina athletics today in a bit of a different light as we are going to welcome on the author of a new East Carolina football book, Carl Davis, who wrote My View from 20 Rows Up, One Pirate Fan Story of ECU Football, where he goes through and details many of his trips to other uh, places over the years to watch ECU football games also detail some of his relationships that he developed and stories that he heard or was a part of within his ECU fandom days. And uh, for those that are not familiar with the book, you can purchase it on Amazon. Also, a few other outlets as well as we'll get into in an interview here in a second. As a little bit of background before we get into the interview, Carl Davis uh, and his wife Martha are actually going to turn all the proceeds from the book, all the money they make uh, in terms of all the sales, even from the losses that it takes to print the book, also pay the editors, etc. They're still going to take all that money that they make from sales and put it to the Carl and Martha Davis Access Scholarship at East Carolina University, where he'll tell a story as to why that means so much to them in our upcoming interview. Um He's got more than 60 years of ECU football viewing experience. Many of those stories he tells in the book. He has also been involved with the university since his days as a student. He served as the chairman of the ECU Board of Visitors, chairman of the ECU Alumni Association Board of Directors. Uh, He was a member of the East Carolina University Foundation Board and a member of the ECU Athletics Hall of Fame Committee. In 2014, he received the Distinguished Service Award for service to ECU. Uh, His professional career has has revolved around the radio and television industry. For 14 years, he was the general assistant manager at UNC TV, and he is a member of the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Him and his wife now live in Greenville, North Carolina, after more than 40 years in Raleigh. So my view from 20 rows up. One Pirate Fan Story of ECU Football. Again, you can purchase it now 
on Amazon along with Stadium Sports and UBE here in town. Let's take a quick break here from a couple of our sponsors. Then we come back and we'll have our interview with the author of My View from 20 Rows Up, one pirate fan story of ECU football. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star shopify powers 10 of all e-commerce in the u.s and shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, rothy's and brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries plus shopify's award-winning 24 7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, it's my pleasure now to welcome into the Hoist of Colors podcast, Carl Davis. He is the author of the new book, My View from 20 Rows Up. One pirate fan story of ECU football, Carl. I got uh, I got a lot of questions for you, um, and I, I, you know, it's almost like I'm, I don't even really know where to start. But I guess first we'll we'll start with your background, how you got into East Carolina, and just looking over your bio, uh, it sounds like it, it dates back quite a ways, and, and maybe much like myself, it started even before you attended ECU. So take me back through your your history and how you how you were introduced to East Carolina football. Yes, Stephen. Thanks for having me on. I, uh, I talk about this in the book, but uh, my first trip to Greenville was I was eight years old and uh, I came from Hickory and uh, I actually uh, grew up down the street from Lenore Rhine, down the street from Stasevich and, uh, and Stasevich was everything in Greenville and Lenore Rhine football back in, in those days was everything. It was, a, it was really a big deal. And uh, we followed them around, but we never did any overnight games. So my first away game overnight was when we came down here uh, to play East Carolina College, the old, what was then College Field. And uh, so I remember a little bit, even as a child, from from that game. And then uh, a little more than 10 years later, I showed up here as a student. And, you know, as as they say, the rest is history. I kind of carried it on. But... I got it got more extreme, I think you'd say. Uh, we were coming to some home games back in the 80s and the 90s. And uh, 
I went to a couple of away games in the 90s, and it was kind of fun. And if you remember, and I think a lot of people don't know this, but or, or don't don't really remember this, but if you wanted to see East Carolina play Cincinnati in the 90s, you had to get in a car or get on an airplane because it wasn't on TV. I mean, there were there were minimal channels. I mean, yes, there was ESPN, but barely and uh, and uh, no streaming and, and no multiple channels. So therefore, uh, if you wanted to see them play a road game, you had to go. And that's what got us. That's what kind of got us into it. And we enjoy the travel, and the, all the things around that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. We take for granted these days when the games are, you know, every every basketball, every baseball game is now streamed. Obviously, football is is king too, as far as being able to find it everywhere. But women, women's soccer, lacrosse, yeah, I mean, it's it's all there, you know, it's all of it. And so, also, I want to ask before we we get into, um, you know, your why you wrote the book or what made you want to write the book, because I. You know, I got some questions about that, too, because one day I want to write a book on East Carolina just with my, my profession. But, uh, you know, you served on the, the Board of Visitors uh, at East Carolina. Uh, you were also on the Alumni Association uh, Board of Directors. Uh, you've been a member of the ECU Athletics Hall of Fame Committee. So you, you served in all these different committees uh, over your time. Um, how much did that help shape you shape kind of your relationships with uh with, with some of the people that you maybe reference in the book and just how much did that kind of grow your uh, uh i don't know a network within ecu uh i think it helped a lot uh and you add in the fact that uh if you go to a road game and and you show up there and you're at the you maybe at the team hotel or you may be at a restaurant airport or something and there's other ECU people uh there's the athletic director or there's somebody you know, you know what I mean there's there's other people there and that's how you get to know them I think in, in settings that are sort of less formal and 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 I had that opportunity with a lot of people uh, uh, in particular Terry Holland I mean uh, to me uh he's one of the greatest influences on ECU athletics ever and uh uh and so Coach Holland, uh, you know, I had a good relationship with him. And uh, and I think that those kind of relationships are just things that happen you know, just by being there. You know, it's not it's not a relationship that you can build up with email or, you know, even on the phone sometimes. I think you've got to be in front of somebody. Now, you spent the majority of your career around radio and TV, and you were the assistant GM at UNC TV for 14 years. Obviously, a lot of that dealing with broadcasts, and I don't know how much uh, dealing with, with book writing, but, you know, you're doing different types of uh, broadcasting and writing throughout that time, as, you know, I'm well aware of. Just um, first off, what was it like being in that industry? If you could take us uh, through that, um, you know, I'm curious, and did that help shape shape this project as well? Um, maybe a little bit. I started out in radio and uh, in, as an announcer, PD, engineer, uh, different things in the radio business, anything they'd let me do. And uh, uh, part owner of some stations over a period of time and then uh, did some television engineering over time and then worked for uh, a number of companies selling broadcast products to, to radio and TV stations. And that's sort of how I ended my career. Um, but I sort of understand that business pretty well. And I guess that, that helped shape the book 
But I, I told somebody else the story that, uh, say, in my UNC TV days, and somebody would say, well, did you have a good weekend? I'd say, oh, yeah, it was great. What would you do? Well, well, we were in El Paso at a football game. And it was like, why did you go to El Paso for a football game, you know? And, uh, and I said, well, it was fun. And, you know, while we were out there, we went to Carlsbad Caverns. We went to White Sands. And we ate some great, great places out there and stuff. And somebody said, you ought to write a book, you know? And so that's kind of how it uh, kind of morphed into a book. I make a little bit of, little bit of that, a little encouragement about that and, and stories that came from football and, and maybe from people who weren't even, you know, ECU fans and weren't even football fans. And obviously, you know, people always say, hey, I want to write a book about something. But actually sitting down and, and, <laughs> and putting it all together, like that is what boggles my mind because I got uh, plenty of stories and it's almost like I don't, I wouldn't even know where to start. So when you kind of, embarked on this project of hey i'm actually going to sit down physically write this how did that project uh, come about uh it was probably about maybe six years ago six seven years ago i, I don't know five six seven years ago i sat down and uh i started I, I decided that one of the things that people needed to understand was and like we talked about just a minute ago that everything wasn't on television all the all the away games uh, I think people don't understand uh, our relationship and the relationship of a lot of these schools uh, to the greater scheme or the greater world, greater universe of college football. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, the first time I ever went to Houston, which was the first time ECU ever played Houston, I think, uh, there were 300 students there. Okay, and but people don't realize that they watch Houston on television now in a big, you know, shiny new stadium, and they don't realize what it was like 20, 25 years ago. And so I, I started, I think, with sort of that goal to talk about, uh, you know, what it was like, you know, where East Carolina was, where all these other schools were in relation to the, to the grand scheme of college football. So I started writing it uh, in that mode. Uh, and I started it by school. I started writing, you know, by, and, and just sort of, I guess it was just sort of random. I just made a list of schools we played and I just started going down that list and writing and, and it would be an hour here, an hour there. And, and, and certainly not any long-term, uh, with any goal about when I was going to finish or anything. Then finally in, uh, the summer of 2021, I decided I was going to retire at the end of that year. So I said, gosh, that'd be a great time to pick up that book and start you know, and really, really dig into it. So I opened the file up and I noticed I hadn't touched it for two years. So essentially the first, I don't know, half the book, maybe a little more, was written a long time ago. Then in uh, February of 22, I picked it up again after I retired and started working kind of, you know, hour or two a day, just kind of working here or there uh, when I had, when I had time. And, and then I went back and redid the part. In other words, I didn't look at the part that I had written years before that. I just wanted to kind of start fresh and, and, and move forward. And then I went back on all the parts that I had written before and rewrote all of that. And, I'll be honest with you, if you ever write a book, when you get the book in your hand, I, I first got a hard copy of the book with the cover printed like it was supposed to be 
on December 19th, okay? Late in the afternoon, I ran inside and, and I opened it up and I started reading it. And, and when I did, I got about three or four pages in and I wish I'd said something different, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so it's, it's one of those things, it's a project that you could never finish. You have to, you know, you have to finally say enough is enough, but it's a project you, that you don't finish. Yeah, that sounds like quite an undertaking. But also, I, I noticed uh, you, you had a forward by Jeff Charles. Everybody who who knows East Carolina athletics knows Jeff Charles and his importance to East Carolina. You also, uh, you know, consulted I think with Be- Bethany Bradshaw, who I've I've gotten yeah. to know, um, and she's also wrote Coaching Third along with some other books. So, how much did those? Two people. I know there's some other people involved uh, helping. Well, uh, Jeff was kind of a natural uh, for that. Uh, you mentioned earlier, you know, running into how do you develop relationships with people over, you know, over the course of all those years, and and it was it was simple. I mean, I'd show up at uh, uh, you know El Paso, and uh, the team hotels a couple of blocks from the he's like two blocks from the stadium, you know, and it, there's Jeff. We'd stand in the lobby and shoot the bull, or or I would see Jeff going through the you know the the visitor gate, uh, pass gate, or whatever. And we'd stop and we we'd chat or whatever. And he knew what business I was in. And at one point back in the '90s, I helped him acquire some equipment for the for the sports network. So uh, you know we've had a relation that kind of uh, kind of casual relationship for all for all those years. So he was kind of a natural because he knew about our travels had seen me on the road so much. Uh, Bethany, I had re- I've read several of her books, including Coaching Third. And uh, when I was looking for some help, believe me, this is this is not something that you tackle by yourself, you know, without any help. Uh, uh, she, uh, I had asked a couple of people and uh, uh, Mac McCarthy, uh, in the former basketball coach, I, I talked with Mac and he said, you got to talk to Beth. She's the one. So I, I called her and, and we arranged something and she, we met with, we met and uh, she was the editor on the book. She, she edited the book and, and, and really didn't change much. I mean, she would occasionally send something back saying, what do you mean by that? And so forth. And, and, and in today's world, it's easy to do that because uh, you can put it in Google docs or some other format like that. And, she can look at it and you can look at it and you can look at her comments and then you, you can kind of go back and forth without having to have a, a meeting or a long discussion about it. Um, she also recommended uh, a neighbor of hers who's an ECU alum named Stephanie Dickin. And Stephanie gets a lot of credit. Uh, Stephanie designed the cover. Stephanie did the layout. If, you, if you've seen the book, there's I use tickets from different games as my, instead of pictures for Houston, there'll be like four tickets from Houston games there. And, uh, and she did, she did the graphics there. She did the, some pictures that I took. She, she put those in, in, you know, in a nice format. She, she designed the format of the book, how it would print on the, on the page and those kind of things that I know nothing about. She, she did a great job with that. And she will upload it. If you, if you get, Stephanie, to help you, she'll upload it for you to Kindle and do all the things that are necessary to, to actually the technical part of actually getting the book uh, from from your computer to uh, you know, to something that's actually printed. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to, to digest books these days. And certainly, uh, you know, this, this is another one of those avenues where you can do that, uh, for this book. I wanted to get more into the actual book. You mentioned the tickets. Uh, and, and obviously yeah. I thought that was a, an awesome touch. Uh, did you say, <laughs> so did you save all the ticket stubs over the years? How exactly did that uh, come about? At some point, I, I'm not sure what year it was. It was, it was somewhere in the late nineties. Uh, I just started, uh, uh, saving the tickets and, uh, we, you know, we'd come home from a game. I, I made sure I didn't throw them away. You know, when they gave you your ticket, you go through and they scan your ticket or they look for your ticket or whatever they did. I just made sure I didn't throw it away and I stuck it in a box. And uh, at some point I organized them and uh, then we got ready to do the book. Uh, My wife went out. She came back in one day and there's like uh, 500 tickets or something on the on the kitchen table in there, uh, all organized by team. (laughs) So. Uh, so that's, that's kind of how we did it. Then I scanned them by team and then sent them to Stephanie and that's how it happened. But yes, I did save the tickets. I also had a friend, uh, who's, who's since passed away, but, uh, he, he did that as well. Uh, that was one of our jokes, you know, he has a cigar box full of, uh, you know, full of tickets. When you go through your book and go through your story, did you end up writing it by team, kind of how you started it, or did you yes. end up reformatting it at all? Kind of take us through the, the style of yeah. the book. Yeah. and uh, yeah. everything. Let me grab a, let me grab a copy here. Uh, the, the, the way it's organized after we get into it, I did it the forward. And of course uh, the beginning, when I talk about my Lenore experience, uh, the next 30 something chapters are all by team. And uh, now I don't have, um, Catawba and Newberry and, and the school, those the schools that we played like in the North state conference and stuff like that. Um, it's organized. And I had a hard time with this because I didn't want it to be alphabetical. Uh, and I didn't want it. I, I wanted the organization of the, of the teams to be in, in some sort of meaningful order. So what I did was I started with uh, the first team, meaningful team that we played in 1932 and that was Appalachian okay the next team we played meaningfully meaningful team we played was Southern Miss 1951 and that's it Appalachian then Southern Miss then Virginia Tech and then Wake Forest Louisville yada 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 all the way all the way to BYU and um, then I go into I guess the last third of the book maybe um i talk about superlatives um and by superlatives i mean uh the best you know the best coach best player uh best fans that's always a question where's what's the best fans what's you know where, where did you enjoy yourself where were the fans the best um all those kinds of best. Who's the best pirate? And I don't mean the best football player or the best basketball player or the best administrator or the best whatever. Who is the best pirate? And I've got the best pirate in there. I also have the best student pirate in there too. Um, and then, and, and by the way, on both of those, I have had no, I'm not going to tell you who they are, but on both of those, no one is objective. 
either wow. either of those. Okay, I got a hundred percent on both of them. Okay, you you may have made the you you must have made the right decision. If nobody's I, objecting. I think I did. I really did. Uh, and then the last uh, really 10, 12 real sh- short, short two-page chapters are on people who've kind of made a difference, people who've made a difference, people that you don't think of that are generally um, behind the scenes maybe who uh, who kind of keep the trains running all the time and, and, right. and who've, who have without them – uh, some of the things we that that we know and take for granted would have fallen through the cracks and, and probably wouldn't have happened. So that's how it's all. That's how it's organized. I know it it may not make sense, but it made sense to me at the time. So. I don't I, reading books over the years. I, I think there's no set way to do it. I think that kind of comes with the territory of if you're the author, you kind of make that decision, and and that's what people enjoy about different style of books. Now, the best, you know, one of the best things about this for you, uh, Carl. All proceeds from the sale of the book will go to the Access Scholarship uh, from you and your wife at, at, at East Carolina University. Just um, if you could touch on how much that means to you guys, and also where the book can be can be found. Yeah, what we did, Stephen, um, back in October, we started an Access Scholarship. Which people who don't know, an Access Scholarship is a scholarship for people who can't afford to come to East Carolina. And what what motivated that to me was when I was on the board of visitors, we established some, some access scholarships. They actually have four of them now. Uh, and I think after the first or second year, we invited the, uh, the, the winners of the access scholarships to come and speak at our luncheon we had or whatever. And I mean, there wasn't a dry eye in the place. I mean, this one young lady, I mean, she, she told a story about how she would not be there if it wasn't for us and all that kind of stuff. So Access scholarships mean a lot to me. So we, we established this access scholarship. And so 100% of the proceeds from the sale of the book go to the scholarship. And I don't mean my profits or the royalties of the book. I mean, if I sell a book, even though it costs me to print it, it costs me to pay the editor, to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to give the whole thing to the access scholarship. And we've sold, you know, maybe 400 or so by now. So, um, you know, it, it's all, I mean, even though I get a little bit of royalty back from Kindle and I get, and, and the two other places besides Amazon that you can get it uh, are Stadium Sports, 14th and Charles, and UBE on Cotan Street. And they're giving me 100%. If they sell the book for $19.99, they're giving me 100% of that back, which I will turn to the scholarship. So, um that's what that's what we're doing. By the way, one of my superlatives in here is the best scholarship, best athletic scholarship ever given. And it has nothing to do with how this person performed, although although he was a three year, four year letter winner and was a great offensive lineman. But it had nothing to do. It has everything to do with the fact that we paid for a scholarship you gave to the pirate club and you, you, you know, you supported his scholarship, what he's done with that scholarship since then will blow your mind. That's awesome. Looking forward to checking that out. And before we do let you go, Carl, I want to ask, we we touched briefly on some of the relationships early you've created throughout this deal. You know, do you have a, you know, I don't know, a story or just a, 
something you could tell as far as maybe who your one of your best relationships that you created uh, during this time uh, as a pirate fan traveling to all these games? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, you know, there's a there was a story. Um, uh, well, there's 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 several. I, I guess um, one of the uh, uh, one of the and this is this is sort of a I'm going to, this is not going to be an ECU relationship, but this is, this is a story of uh, uh, a changing, a changing football culture. Uh, if, if, if you remember uh, West Virginia and East Carolina in the nineties, if you ever went to West Virginia in those days, uh, you, you basically needed a suit of armor. I mean, it was, it was a rough place to go play football. Uh, I mean, they cussed you from the time you the time you got close to the stadium. They threw beer cans at you. Uh, they threw bottles. I mean, they, they threw batteries. They threw. Air. I mean, it was it was not a very pleasant experience. We had a a woman who was uh, ECU woman, uh, elderly woman who was hit in the head with a bottle, and they had to carry her out. She's bleeding and you know, the whole thing. Um, so the culture was just absolutely awful. So I was on the, uh, a bus from team hotel to an event that, um, that the Pirate Club and the Alumni Association did in Morgantown the night before game. So I'm guessing this was like maybe 2017 or so, 2016, 2017. And uh, I was sitting uh, close to Jeff Comfort and, and Cecil State on this bus. I was kind of behind them somewhere on the bus. And they're, they're talking about this and so forth. And I said, guys, <laughs> I got to tell you, this, neither of them had ever been there to a game, right? And I'm, I'm talking, I'm going like, man, this, this place is, this place is really rough. I mean, it's, it's, it's not for the faint-hearted. My wife wasn't even on the trip with this one. So we go into this event, and there's two retired professors, a man and a woman, there, with this big button on. Each of them have these big buttons that say West Virginia Ambassador, and they're shaking hands with everybody. And I mean, you know, it was like. A, group hug. I mean, you know, it was, it was absolutely amazing. We're so happy you're here and so forth and so forth. And, and, and Staten and Confer are looking at me like, what are you talking about? What was it? What was all this stuff on the bus? So the next day I'm walking in to the stadium and I bet you 50 people stopped me and said, welcome to Morgantown and all this kind of stuff. What has happened here? You know? And I mean, when I left, it was the same thing. I mean, it was a love fest. So I was trying to figure out what happened. And the years before, I had written a letter uh, to the president of the University of West Virginia. And I had said, you know, this, this dude, your, your fan behavior was just was horrible and so forth. And I got this form letter from his assistant saying fan behavior is a problem everywhere, yada, yada. But I, I sent an email to a fellow who was then, I guess he, he, may, he may still be the president of West Virginia. His name is Gordon G. Gordon G. was the president Vanderbilt for a number of years and was the president at Ohio State before he came to West Virginia. So I, Sunday afternoon, I got home from that West Virginia game and I sent this long email to Gordon G. and said, you know, that I, I couldn't believe the, the change and so forth that had happened. And I'm starting to think about it as I'm writing the email because they're suddenly in the Big 12. 
And, you know, Texas and Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and these people are going to Morgantown. They ain't putting up with this stuff, okay? So they got the, they got the, they got the memo, right? And then Gordon G., who knows how to deal with those kind of issues, had basically sent the ambassador over there to our, you know, to our fans and had basically said, we're going to clean this thing up. So I sent him this really nice email on, on thanking him on a Sunday afternoon. And within about 10 minutes, I got an email back from the president of West Virginia saying, Mr. Davis, we're so happy you came. We hope that you had a good time and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, whoa, what a change in culture, an absolute 180 in culture at West Virginia. So, you know, now maybe that's not, that would still wouldn't be true if you were Pitt or somebody else going in there. But, you know, at East Carolina, it's a safe place to go now. Yeah, it also helps when they win the game too. I guess so. Oh, maybe yeah, that play a role. Yeah, but it. but yeah, it didn't it didn't matter. I mean, right. We could we could lose by fifty, and you still you'd still get you know something thrown at you. So. Yeah, we've always heard horror stories of Morgantown, so that is good to to hear that it is cleaned up. Well, Carl, uh, we appreciate the time on the Hoist the Colors podcast, and obviously. Uh, excited about checking out your book. I hope our fans and I hope uh, pirate fans across the country pick it up. I know that you've done other interviews, but appreciate the time to oh, join sure. the podcast and share it. Cause I know, you know, again, the, the access scholarship thing is really cool because people want to write a book to, you know, maybe make money, but I mean, to do that and help out others, I think says a lot in itself. Yeah. Well, so, somebody said, what are you going to do for a follow-up? Uh, and actually I have been thinking about it and I, I, I'm, I'm going to say it publicly, but, I am thinking about, I am not committed 100% to writing a book about ECU baseball. And I have the title picked out. It's called, It's the Long, 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 Long Road to Omaha. There's no doubt that it is that long, man. I'll tell you what. And and I know that I would be thrilled to, to, to read that as well. And um, because when it does happen, and hopefully it's this year in 2023, because that would be a storybook ending. For many reasons, but uh, I think that would be uh, that would be quite a story to tell, Carl. So we we look forward to that. We'll be on the lookout for that. I'm going to hold you to it. All right, please do, Stephen. As Carl Davis, he is the author of My Views from Twenty Rows Up: One Pirate Fan Story of ECU Football. Guys, for listening to the special edition of the Hoisted Colors podcast, we'll be back again in a couple of days. We'll continue to talk ECU Pirate football recruiting on our future podcast as well. As take a look ahead to the 2023 ECU football team. Thanks for listening. Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my soul. I'm 
citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.